how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to uh, I Know What You Did Last Winter. Uh, it's going to be our <laughs> Game of Thrones recap podcast. Um, if you've been with Brothers Comics long enough, you know that we have recapped episode for episode for seasons. I guess that was five and six or six and seven. The last two seasons, um, we've had a couple of recap podcasts to kind of try to put the seasons together. But those are really kind of difficult because so much is happening. So we kind of set up this podcast as an episode-episode uh, recap to bridge the gap between um, when the, the, the last season is coming on, which may happen in 2018 or 2019. It really depends. On the line tonight, I have really the two, the two people from the Marvel Hacks podcast. Um, it's Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. Hey, what's up? That's right. Welcome and back to Westeros. Yeah, that's right. Welcome right. back to Westeros. And on the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. What's going on, y'all? Sir Sandman of Tars, back again. Yeah. And yes, I, As we were talking, I totally stole that. <laughs> it's all good. I was saying uh, before we started recording that uh, I was thinking about a friend of ours who does not watch Game of Thrones, who would probably be interested in it, but he would have no real path to trying to figure out what happens. So this recap podcast is kind of for, like, the newbies. I mean, you'll be some information for people that have watched the show multiple times. But we're also kind of going to walk through the episodes and kind of point out some stuff, tie it to things that happen in the future. So spoilers are going to happen. So if you've never watched the show, something's going to, uh, some spoilers are going to be there, but they're not going to be purposeful. Uh, so you kind of have to space it out. So maybe watch the episode and then listen to us, um, and then it'll, it'll probably make a little bit more sense. All right. So we're starting with episode one of season one of Game of Thrones. Uh, Brother Beavis, give us the book backgrounds for the show, because you're the one that has read the actual books. Uh, so, at this point, they are, they're like dead on, sort of, the book. I mean, it, it's, uh, this, this intro, they have the, the, I guess this would be the best time to call it a cold open, since we start north of the wall. <laughs> this whole sequence where these, these guys that we have, we have no idea what they are, these rangers, uh, you know, they, they're going north of the wall and they see these, like, horrific things and it's just this whole, like, what the fuck? And then they cut to the credits. Uh, <laughs> and then the rest of this episode is all about the north and, and we just start to meet person after person after person. Yeah, yeah. I, if you could see my notes, my, the first season one opening, my first bullet says cold opening. You don't even get audio. You don't get audio almost two and a half minutes into the show. There's yeah. like nobody actually speaks. Um, and, yes, it's three rangers. There's the wall. And, you know, again, if you don't, you haven't watched the show before, it's like, what is this big icy palace, essentially? And it goes in, and then you do. You see this horrific murder scene. There's blood everywhere. There's body parts look like in the shape of something. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know what that shape was. Yeah. Yeah, everybody should have been in, you know, um, Star Trek red um, jerseys when they went out there because um, it's going to be very difficult for somebody to get out. And, you know, that's what happens. One person escapes, and they see this, and it's the introduction to what we call the White Walkers. Go ahead. And the thing is, too, is, like, they, the three characters they give you, they give you, like, sort of a cross-section of, of the, uh, the the guys who protect the wall. They have, like, the spoiled noble who is sort of like the leader by default you have mm -hmm. like this grizzled ranger and then you have like this you know this kind of new kid who's like afraid of everything i mean right. it, 
the the efficiency yeah. with which they tell the story in this episode is just amazing. And they give you like they they so little of the story is told through dialogue. It's all about what you see. It's just this episode is amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm, as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I know what this is. I know that's the wall, and I know what these people are. They're going to be White Walkers, and we'll deal with the guy that got away here momentarily. But as Brother Beaver said, it really kind of starts this introduction of people that are going to become important in season one and through the and through the rest of the season. So our first stop out of the wall is to a, a land called Winterfell. Um, now you would think that that would be cold, but it's actually in the south. Is that correct? <laughs> it's south of the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, south, south of, of the wall. wall. Yeah, yeah, south of the wall. And but still up north. Yeah. yeah, and once you get the um, you get the introduction of the Starks, and there's a, the Stark family consists of five children and one bastard, um, and then the the patriarch is Ned and his wife. I think is that Caitlin Stark. Is that Caitlin? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we got three boys and two girls. One boy will never mean anything to you. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a Rickon. Rick Stark, yeah. 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 Well, I didn't know was a Stark for the longest time, yeah. Yeah, he, he yeah. will mean nothing to you through the course of this. The next one would be Bran Stark, uh, who is going to become important as this episode goes on. And then the oldest is Rob Stark, um, who will become uh, uh, more important as the seasons go on. And then we have the two girls, um, Arya being the youngest one, who's a bit of a tomboy and Sansa, who is the oldest, who is definitely the opposite of a tomboy. Uh, Sam, mm-hmm. you were saying at the start, like, you know, watching this, like, everybody looks so young. Yeah, I mean, I was taken aback almost, like, how long ago these uh, seasons were, because, I mean, what, the current season is six, seven, something like that. And, um, yeah, like, uh, Sansa, um, Arya, um, not right, what's his name? Yeah, Bran, he just said his name. Uh, I mean, they're children when this thing started you know and we've been around them so long they've actually grown up i mean the brand is probably taller than me now mm-hmm. um in the current season and uh it really it really gives you a um some gravitas on how much history this <laughs> how long it's been running how much history there is into it it was a little strange and uh also i had to you know just to watch it again just to kind of get bring me back current again because it's amazing how memory works and how you will misplace things, because I really thought, like, the White Walkers didn't appear until much later, and they're in the very first episode, so I was like, oh, damn, okay, I had that all wrong. Thank God I watched so I it. Had, I had uh, friends who were like, uh, I think when this came out, like, I think The Walking Dead had just came out, so the idea that there were, like, zombies and these creatures was, you know, somebody else had broken that mold, but I had friends who, like, who turned this on, they're like, oh, that was almost it for me, like that opening sequence. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was almost too much. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny because they hit you with it, and then you, it, the, the one thing the show has done more so than the books is to give you more of a flavor of what the White Walkers and everything north of the wall means. They hit you with it right up front, that's the same as the books. And then this season, at least, you don't hear as much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, I didn't watch the show, obviously, then, because I just started watching it really last year. And the funny thing is, is I would hear y'all talk about it either on the podcast that y'all did for the two seasons, the one you did without me, or the before I was, because I wasn't watching the show, 
or I would read stuff, you know, in entertainment books or whatever. And the little girl that appears at the beginning of that that turns into like a White Walker, I, I was I was like, oh, that must be the Red Witch. I don't know. I just was like, <laughs> I don't know, because I didn't know shit about it. <laughs> I just didn't know anything about it because the way y'all were talking about it, it was just my description. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the Red Witch. It wasn't. Um, so <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a random little girl that got killed and then turned into a zombie. You know, that's just how it works. Uh, we did forget two people that are in Winterfell that you're going to see who are important. Um, one is, um, I, I put his name, <laughs> I put it down because I couldn't remember at the start. I put it down as Jerome. Like, he's the Jerome <laughs> of, like, you know, with Morris Day and Jerome from the time. Uh, yeah. Also known as, he will be known as Reek later on. What's Reek's real name? Uh, I totally the, forgot. Uh, the, John uh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy. John Greyjoy. Yes, he is there. He's like um, Ned's. It'll come up later, but he's like Ned's um, handmaiden, essentially. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's pretty much there. And then our bastard, Jon Snow. Uh, Jon yeah. Snow, which this story will come out much later. He's in a very important part of the whole, this episode, the entire series is really uh, much of it centered on him. Um, but he is a bastard. He is, uh, I don't want to use the right words. He is Ned Stark's bastard. We'll just leave it at that for now. No spoilers. Yeah. All right. And it's it's funny how they like they you know when they when they when they're showing you the characters in this episode like they really they hit on like the main thing about them almost like they're one note characters like you know Rob is almost transparent the oldest yeah. son he's really just a reflection of the of the father at this point John yeah. is actually the one who has the most relationship with the family and you see like yeah. all the efforts mm-hmm. going into Bran. And then Arya, the conflict, the contrast between Arya and Sansa is, is like huge. They show them in yeah. this, they're doing needlepoint, and obviously one of them loves it, one of them hates it. One of them hates it. And yeah, uh, yeah and, and Rickon is, is worthless even back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally pointless of Rickon. I mean, you'll see him, and he'll get referenced uh, as we, and they'll shift to the next scene there, because the deserter has made his way back to Winterfell. Yeah. Uh, right. And. The the word gets out that the deserter from the wall is there, and if if you deserted the wall, you have to be killed and beheaded. And so Ned tells um, everybody, round up all the boys. Um, we're going beheading, and they get to this scene, which is a really great scene of where um, this the the guy that runs he explains why he ran. He's like, I ain't no bitch, you know, I ain't no bitch, I ain't no coward. I know what I saw. It was the White Walkers, you know, and, you know, everybody that thinks, you know, there's another group of characters that we haven't seen yet called the Wildlings that live south of the Wall. And people think that whatever happened to this people that got slaughtered was the Wildlings yeah. and not the White Wild Walkers. Right. So, um, yeah, so Ned goes there and he I he wish they could have hooked him up with some chapstick before. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that, too. Yeah, that was, that was well, not good to look at. Yeah. Well, a, a, a team that comes... Say, Ned. I see stuff going to the floor. <laughs> One thing that does, apparent, uh, that does become apparent in later episodes as well is the ability to uh, uh, time warp travel um, because he gets from south of the wall to Winterfell in uh, well, they, don't br- they don't bring him. They they don't bring him back to Winterfell. Like uh, the people that go out for him, and then oh, okay. Ned has to go out and find where they are. No, okay. right. So, right. I know, Ned. I smoke rocks. 
fuck struggling a little bit. <laughs> this ain't my first time getting beheaded, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so all the boys saddle up, uh, and then Ned gives what we I would personally call the Cyclops speech because so many people give it. Uh, you know, the king of the Andals, the first man, like yep. he drops all of these things in there before he lops this dude's head off. And you do see Don taking care of Bran, like don't look away. Father's watching. Yeah, father will know. You know. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, if you if you blink or whatever, and you know Ned has a conversation with Bran about you know him you know being the deserter and why he had to do it and why he was you know as being king and whatnot. But that's it. And then to tie, I'm skipping around a little bit just to tie this part together. Also, now south of the wall, which is uncommon, are dire wolves. They find mm. a, a, a rut. A, what is it? A litter. A litter of dire wolves there. There's mm-hmm. five of them, they think, and uh, Theon was just going to kill them all, you know. As yeah, and that's where yeah, you, quickly. you first see Theon's bitch nature rear itself. He's all like, yeah. <laughs> I got this, boss. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going to do it quickly, too. He's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Give it here. Give it here. Yeah, he had the knife sheathed in seconds, and um, he was ready to kill all of them, and then you know I think Rob is the one that steps in. Oh, they know no, John. Rob John doesn't do in. anything this season. Yeah. It's John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John steps in. He's like, hey, there's five kids. There's uh, five kids, five pups. You know, everybody gets a dire wolf, and you know now it comes out later. <laughs> you get a dire like, wolf. You get a dire wolf. You get a dire wolf. You get a dire wolf. Yeah, but there was a runt, a, a runt of the litter, which is winds up being John's. And now the dire wolves will become important much later on, and very per- sporadically, and very much in a um, uh, midnight rider, as used a wrestling reference, a very <laughs> midnight rider reference that they just come around whenever they need it. It really is. It's just kind of like, <laughs> oh yeah, we need the dire wolves. Okay, yeah, to make a uh, you know a hot Ricky Morton tag. They were kind of a drain on the CGI budget, I think, was their biggest problem. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah especially right. as they start to get bigger. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. so, that, I mean, that's that. I mean, so, I mean, this is this all happens in the first, I don't know, what, like in the 25 minutes, minutes of this show? Yeah, 12, not 20, even. Yeah, something like that. 17 minutes, 23 seconds, counting credits. Okay, 17 wow. minutes. I mean, that's amazing that you've had an introduction and a world, a huge world build and an introduction of roughly probably 12 to 15 characters mm-hmm. that are yeah. so important over the course of the show in about 15 minutes. I mean, it's just amazing. So, and they've yeah. given you the flavor of Winterfell. They've given you the flavor of the wall. They've given you the flavor of the lands behind, north of the wall. Right. Right. And, and, and name-dropped Wildlings already. Name-dropped uh, White, White Walkers. Walkers already. I mean, all mm-hmm. these things that are like, that are going to be so important later on have already been, you know, the foundation has been laid. I mean, the ability to world build in this first episode is, is astounding almost. Uh, There's a great line where, uh, when Bran, when Ned talks to Bran about it, he's just hacking the dude's head off. And he's like, he, he said, well, he said he saw the white walkers and Ned's like, well, the man sees what he sees. You know, he doesn't call him a liar. He doesn't question it. He just, you know, it, he's just like so steeped in duty. Ned is, yeah. you know, he's, he's the character you expect in this story. Yes, exactly. And, and the, he, yeah, he's the classic hero. You know, sturdy, follows the rules. He's Captain America, essentially. Um, and he's a lawful <laughs> good ranger. Yeah, lawful good. Twenty rollers out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And so as we keep building the world, we head off to, we get a wise out of King's Landing. It looks an awful lot like um, Asgard from afar there. And <laughs> it is the capital of the seven kingdoms. Um, and now we have a death scene. Um, and there's been somebody that's dead. You don't really hear who it is yet. You just kind of see like a death ritual going around the uh, the body. You see where they put the freaking wood eyes over him, which is freaky as fuck, by yeah, the way. That always freaks me out. Yes, thank you for saying that. That freaks me out a while. Yeah, yeah, so the the dead person is John Aaron. He's the hand of the king. So second in command of the kingdom. He is dead. And you don't see anything until it does a pullout shot where you see these two characters talking who you don't know who they are. They're both blonde. Um, they're looking at each other and they have a secret, you know, and the secret is, you know, he knew, you know, and what if he told anybody? And the characters are there are Jamie and Cersei Lannister. They are twin brother and sister. And the secret will come out at the end of this podcast, but you don't really know what it is at the time. But Jamie doesn't seem overly concerned about it. Cersei seems somewhat concerned about it. But at this point in time, you really don't know who she is. Um, kind of on the rewatch, knowing what you know, uh, Brother Beavis, it, does, that, does that seem ring like truer or does it just seem like it's just a random introduction i think the the one cersei is like i don't think you get even the hint of how far she's going to go even at this point like yeah. and even and by the end of this episode i don't think she goes on such an arc over the next six years six years seven years whatever uh, i don't even mm -hmm. think you get a hint of, of how bad it could be at this point and Sam, man, you were saying that Jamie is going to make a, an arc as well, but it's not the one that you think. Exactly. Um, I don't want to give away what happens later, but yeah, he starts out a, a certain way that, and, and then it completely kind of turns on itself later on. Um, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to say anything, but yeah, given both of them, um, you don't, you have no idea like the journeys that they're both going to go on. And, um, at the beginning of it, yeah, I was sitting there like watching them, you know, for the first time on it, and you, you're just, all these characters really, and you just know, you know, what's going to eventually happen to them, and you're like, wow, I never would have guessed that ever for you know this character or that character. Yeah. So it, it's it really is fascinating to watch it again. Uh, I think with really Jamie, there's such a difference between how he's perceived and how he mm -hmm. wants to be, and you don't get a flavor of like. Of like his sort of internal conflict till much later in this story, right? Yeah, and, and, but you do get a little bit of an insight uh, when we get to back to Winterfell here in a minute. Um, but let me see. Uh, hold on. So we have, yeah, we go back to Winterfell, and all right. So now you're going to get the first introduction of a raven, and not the Baltimore kind. A raven is how they travel or how they send messages. Very similar to like sending an owl in Harry Potter if you watch Harry Potter mm -hmm. or a carrier pigeon from back in, you know, the day in, you know, U.S. colonial history or whatever. Or sending like, actual got, mail. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah, would, yeah. Just slightly worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, millennials. There was this thing called a mailbox. And, uh, people put mail in it. Um, you know, stamp. Um, yeah. So the ravens bring news. So they tie messages to the ravens. They fly to wherever they're supposed to go, and they drop them off. And the ra you know, and people read the messages. So a raven has brought happenings 
from something that happened in King's Landing. And the Raven is telling um, Ned that uh, John Aaron is dead. He um, fell uh, ill to the fever. And um, the fever, yes. And that the king is riding to Winterfell. And now at this point in time, you don't know the relationship between uh, the king and Ned. And you also don't know the real relationship between Ned and John Aaron, um, which will, will play itself out here both very, you know, very soon over the next few episodes. But it is, t- it is stated that John was very close to Ned. Ned and John were very close. And it's kind of implied that Ned and the king are very close. And now the king is riding to Winterfell. And the only person that's really mo- that's most upset about this is Caitlin Stark because she, she understands what's happening. Uh, let's back up right. a little bit. Uh, how does Caitlin come off in these first, like, 25 minutes or so, you brother Beavis? Um, She comes off, um, you know, not Mary Jane Nagy, but, you know, definitely <laughs> like family first. Um, you know, she does make a strong argument for, for Ned sticking to her duties. I think um, one of the things where, I don't, I, it didn't stand out to me as much, but her relationship with her and, and Jon Snow doesn't come out as much. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not. Uh, she has not. She's not Mary Jane yet. And but right. at the same time, you don't get like a feel for her her actual strength of character and how significant a role she's going to have. But right. at the same at the same time, you know, we've talked in other conversations about how like her decisions generally result in a lot of bad things for most people so yeah mm-hmm. yeah it does and yeah and this you don't get to see the the conflict with her and john until later but it's coming yeah but she's yeah, definitely she, not a she big does, fan yeah real quick she does shoot a look at her like you uh, brief, beavis briefly spoke about it <laughs> that uh john snow that is like what's that about you know it kind of gives mm-hmm. you the chills the way she looks at him obviously the big backstory behind that and uh yeah uh so yeah more to come on that and then as a other thing too that comes out that you don't because if you're not paying attention you're not you'll miss it john aaron was married to caitlin's sister uh her name yeah. what's her name brother beavis help me out here uh lisa lisa right lisa okay. and she as after after john is dead she has fled to the eerie um, which will come up later as another place like Winterfell or whatever, just another city or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, like as I said, as we're going no, through this, and like yeah. there's so much stuff that's already happened. If you're not really yeah. paying attention, you're like, man, fuck it. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. There's just too much it, going on. It amazes so me how much, much I really, I, how much I missed on the first watch through. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of information and stuff. And I was like, yeah, but... The part about uh, your sister uh, retreating to the area, I completely missed mm-hmm. that. I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that, anything about that. Thank God I watched it again. Yeah, so you really can. It, it almost does take two watchers, watch throughs to get everything yeah. sometimes. It really does. It's a lot of information. And when, we, and we get to the area the first time, it's pretty awesome. So just hang with us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is legendary. Yeah, it is very awesome. Uh, there's so many awesome parts of the area. All right. So I think as as uh, since we have the Marvel hacks on, I feel like I feel like I must mention like the storytelling in this show is like the opposite of Justice League. Like rather than <laughs> rather than somebody just like 
in a in a narrative <laughs> telling you what what you're about to watch for the next two hours in about yeah. a one one and a half minute speech. Yeah. Like there is so little that's told to you, and you just have to like watch, and you know you get the flavor of all these little like not only how the individual mannerisms, but all their like all their interactions with different people just teach you about the world and the people. And I, I mean, I think. I have to believe they approach this from like, hey, we need to get this right so we can get paid for the next seven years. But <laughs> yeah. um, so I imagine a lot of a lot of effort went into this first episode. But it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. It once really you is. once you've seen what comes, like like you said, Sam, man, like all these little things, you're like, oh, 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 oh yeah, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. And the, I mean, and you could use another comic book reference for the Marvel hacks. In a Chris Claremont esque fashion, mm. <laughs> all this shit gets tied together. Where you're like, "Oh, that did happen in season one, episode four, and now it's a playing out in freaking season five, episode twelve. Like it just plays out in these weird ways. And like, oh, you had to remember that or whatever. And again, if you're just watching this show straight through, you're gonna get it's, it's unless you read the books, you're probably going to be completely lost. Just the names of the characters will throw you off, and let alone where they're coming from and ravens and all this other stuff. So uh, the king is arriving. They've ridden for months. That's a line that's been, that was dropped off by the queen when she gets there. But we see mm-hmm. that now we know once the king does get there, there's king, his, he's Robert Baratheon, the first of his name, the king of the angels, the first man. <laughs> it's a Cyclops speech, dude. Man, it is, every time somebody says that, I just start laughing. Um, Go King Robert Baratheon, but then as they're unloading the stagecoach, uh, you see that the lady that was at the um, at the the death thing for John Aaron, that oh, is sure. the queen. They call those her funerals, name. I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Her name is Cersei, and then also out of there, it's her twin brother Jamie, and again Lannister. So she's Cersei Lannister. She's married to King Robert Baratheon. He's Jamie Lannister. Um, and then there's supposed to be a third brother that nobody sees, and he'll come up here in a little bit. Uh, yes. They keep asking, where's the imp? Where's the imp? Or Arya keeps asking that, and she keeps getting elbowed by uh, Santa. And then the king and Cersei have three kids. Is that right? They have three. Yeah, they have three. She has three yes. kids. Um, uh, one that you, you see all three of them, but really only one of them gets any real face time, and that's Prince Joffy who will become very important as the rest of this show goes on. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I so, cannot describe the feeling of dread when I saw him again. I was like, oh, God, yes, <laughs> that's right. He's back. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, a line of dialogue in this episode. No. But every time no. he's on the screen, like, the kid is just acting his nuts off, man. It's amazing. Yes, he is. It's amazing. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah, and you, I mean, and... It's somebody who knows what's going to happen. It's like, man, oh, man, man. <laughs> At that point, you really had no idea what kind of person this is. So, yeah, um, exactly. You will after episode two, by the way. Like, you, you get a real sense after two. All right, so um, there's the greetings, you know, and Robert, you know, hugs his friend Ned because they are actually very, very close. And his first thing is not, hey, let's go get a beer. Hey, you know, how's the, you know, he, you know, greets the kids or whatever, whatever. Like, take me to the tombs. And uh, Ned has to take him off to the tomb. And again, I'll skip ahead a little bit. All right, so this is one of those complicated stories that they're building here at, what, 35 minutes maybe? All right, 
Mm-hmm. Robert was he wasn't thirty married, minutes was, fifty three seconds. Thank you. He was married <laughs> to not married. He was pledged to Ned's sister. You gonna help sister. me with the name on that one though? Yeah, okay. He was pledged to her. She was killed by the previous king before Robert got there. We don't even know his name yet. They just call him the king. Um, Mm -hmm. And it'll come up here soon enough. And he was killed. And so they built a statue for her out in the tomb. Robert thinks that that's like terrible. She should be out in the clouds with the sun and the clouds. On a hill. Yeah, on a hill. He was in love with this lady. Um, and please don't please understand that his wife, uh, the queen, certainly knows that she was the second choice. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Please please believe that. But that There's he no knows secret. that she was the second choice. Yes. And There's um, no yeah. yes. And then, but Robert drops a line there as they're talking about this because Robert is there to ask Ned to be the ha- the next hand, and uh, Caitlin knew that that was ha- going to happen. Ned uh-huh. knew that was also going to happen. They Ned being. Yeah. Yeah, Ned being a man of honor, he doesn't know that he, he can turn down his, not only the, his king, but his also king, his, his friend. friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he doesn't accept the job quite yet. So, um, yeah, he's going to be the king. Yeah, he wants him to be his hand. And then there is another line drop in there about Robert says, I, I dream that I killed him, talking about the other king, every night or something to that effect. And uh, Ned says, well, you know, that was the last of the Targaryens. And you're like, who what the Targaryen? And, mm-hmm. and he drops the and Robert drops the Yoda. No, there is another. Luke's X Wing slips up out of Dagobah. Um yeah, <laughs> there is another. Uh so it, it's kinda funny and, and Brother you can help us out here. Like the, the backstory here because it's play out so over time. So Ned Ned's brother and father also fought in this war against the... It's going to be the Mad King. We have to spoil it. It's going to be the Mad King. Is that right, Ned and his... and his Ned's brother and father? Is that it? Yeah, what, what, what keys it off is uh, Rhaegar, who is Targaryen. King Aerys' mm-hmm. son, mm-hmm. takes Alana hostage. And so Ned's father and brother go to the king to demand her release and he murders them. Mm-hmm. And then that right. spawns a war. The first thing the king does is demand that uh, Ned and Robert who were wards of John Aaron be turned over. So mm-hmm. John Aaron and Ned and Robert go they start Robert's rebellion and Robert they try and overthrow the Targaryens so Robert can be king. Right, right. I mean, and look at that. You took like thirty-five seconds to say that, and that's so much. Because, so much history, <laughs> right? And some of that, and but, and here's the thing for you guys that are new watchers: none of that's going to play out. Um, I don't, not none of it, but most of that's not going to play out visually. Um, it's for going a long to be told yeah, back. You just, yeah, you just not, hear about yeah, it. you're just yeah. going to hear about it. There's a couple of flashback scenes, um, but. That's pretty much it. It's all going to play out primarily via storytelling, which is cool, you know. I mean, and, yeah. that, and that's great because you don't have to see everything, but it does play out. But it's also something that could get missed very, very easily, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah. I missed all yeah, that definitely. first time through. Yeah, I missed you, all you, of that. You really do have to go back and watch this again to catch all this stuff. 
I mean, if you whether you watch yeah. this the first time or you're watching, you know, go back and rewatch. I mean, there's there's so much going on. You have to you have to almost know what's happening to in order to appreciate what they're mm-hmm. showing you at this point. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. All right. So as that was being said, so he says there is another one. We head off to another place, uh, Pentos. Um, and Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! What that means? I you missed. <clears throat> I did say there was a different brother. And, we, and okay, so one of the other better show, things about this show is also um, there's nudity all the time. So if you're just like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not really into dragons, but I like titties. This is really the show for you, too. <laughs> um, we just got introduced to the character Roz, who is like yeah. an all-star for the show. Yeah, yeah apparently, yeah. Yeah, she does not play around, and everybody wants a piece. And we get a chance to see the third Lannister, which is Tyrion Lannister, uh, referred to as the Imp uh, by um, um, Arya. He is a dwarf. Um, uh, I think that's an improper term for nowadays, but, yes, that's what he's referred to as a dwarf. And he did not ride in with all of the the Lannisters. He slid off and got uh, to a whorehouse. Uh, which are quite plentiful, allegedly, in Winterfell. And um, there is a scene, and that's what I was saying before, where this thing where you kind of see Jamie not all a bad person, mm-hmm. where right. he's away. Yeah, so Tyrion's there. Um, he's hiding from them. Jamie shows up because he's supposed to be at the King's Feast later. And he's like, well, I don't know if I'm, when I'm going to be able to make it. And then he goes, yeah, I figured that. And he brings in, like, three more, like, whores. Three more whores. And, yeah. Yeah. He's like, all right, have fun. We'll see you at the thing. You know, he's like, don't right. leave me with these people. Like, you know, you could see, like, there's a tight relationship between Jamie and his brother. And which, right. oh, my gosh, is going to play out so much over the course of this show. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so we do get to see that. My bad, yes. And, yes, nudity does play a much heavier part in the earlier seasons than it does in the later seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, they laid it on thick earlier. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that until I started watching it again. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, as, as, yeah, so. if you've listened to any of the later seasons of this podcast, and they are available in the same place you found this one, um, uh, Brother Beavis hosts that podcast, and it's like, well, hey, it's the return of N. <laughs> the uh, N-word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the N-word uh, when it starts. So that's, that's great, yeah. So, um, oh, and the other thing, and I did miss there, too, Robert did tell Ned, he's like, hey, you know what, we should have been family anyway. Let's just marry off our kids and shit. He's saying so she can marry John. All right, it's done. King said something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually when, uh, when he does the first walkthrough, like, he, like, stops and sort of acknowledges all the kids. And when he gets to Sansa, he's like, mm, he just, like, walks by and starts talking to Arya. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much Sansa at this point. That's yeah. pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. Pretty much. There's more than enough. Yeah. More than enough. For me, and again, later. Um, so, all right, so now we're off to Pentos. We do get a chance to see um, a new another f- a family. These are the Targaryens, or the two Targaryens that are left, too. <laughs> and um, uh, there is a brother. His name is, is Viserys, right? Viserys. Viserys. Viserys, yeah, Viserys, yes. And then his sister, Daenerys. And nudity does return here in this scene as well. It's kind of creepy. Um yeah. Kind of creepy because <laughs> he looks like he's preparing her for something, and he is preparing her because he, Viserys, thinks he is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, which I don't know if we name check that yet. Which is the the throne that the the king of the 
king, the king, the king sits on. Yeah, the king of the Andals. Yeah. He sits on the Iron Throne, and he thinks that the Iron Throne should be his because his father was pre. He, this is uh, his oldest or his only son that's left um, of right. the Mad King, um, and then his his daughter, which is Daenerys, which is the other one. And so he wants to become king again. He doesn't have an army. They are secluded out into this land of Pentos. So he is going to marry his sister off to this king of these kind of wild yeah. group of the Dothraki. Wondering, yeah. Yes. He's going to marry off to the queen of the Dothraki, which is Cal Drago, and they're going to be married. Aquaman. She's, Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquabro. Yeah, Aquabro. And, Aquabro. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, this is setting up this, uh, there's going to be a marriage scene here, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit. But, yes, so Daenerys makes her first appearance. She's butt-ass naked. Anybody got any thoughts about that? Uh, so I didn't they, hate it. Yeah, they have, the, the one <laughs> thing, they, they, haven't, uh, they haven't even gone full frontal yet, That which is something that comes in later in the mm. series. Uh, right. But, yeah, there's a great, like a, a little nugget where after she gets, like, totally molested by her brother, and mm-hmm. he basically, like, just kind of crushes her in every possible way. She turns around and jumps, and she steps, you know, into the pool, and they're like, no, it's too hot. It's too it's hot. hot. Like, right, yeah, right. and she just walks in, doesn't even care. Yeah, she doesn't the thing that hit me yeah. is, like, it, when you know what she becomes, like, <laughs> the way she portrays just, like, this little girl in this, like, mm-hmm. early episodes, it, this is some quality stuff here, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it really makes you appreciate it, yeah. Viserys is one of the few. There's so few like all black or all white or all good. Yeah, or, yeah. There's so few like absolute characters, and Viserys mm-hmm. was just absolute asshole from the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, call, I call him Blonde Loki. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a straight ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing redeemable about him at all. Um, and yeah, good. Yeah, there's nothing redeemable about him. And um. So, yes, he wants his army to regain the throne. So we get introduced mm-hmm. to the Dothraki, um, and we get, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and then Cal Drago, although we don't see him initially, um, because then the scene shifts back to Winterfell to the King's Feast. And he it rolls up, they're like, hey, there, here's, uh, here's my sister, and he rolls up and doesn't say a word and then just rides off. Yeah, he just looks, he yeah. just looks at the wares and then yeah. rides off again. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, what happened? Pack. I was like, yeah, and his whoever was his hype man is just like, oh no! If he was mad, you'd know. You'd know. Yeah, you'd know <laughs> <way."> <laughs> Which was a cool line, yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah. If it was a problem, you would know about it. You would know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If there was so, a problem, yo, he would solve it. Solve it. Vanilla <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Ice reference. Google it. Um, so yeah, so back to Winterfell for the King's Feast. And then this is really the first time when you see Robert come in the first time, you know, he's kind of a fat, you know, opu- not really an overly opulent king, but there's the words that, you know, he likes to drink and whore. And now you get a chance to see it. And you also see that his give a fuck button is broken because he's like kissing and filling up, <laughs> filling up uh, the waitress and um, like in yeah. full view of his wife who is watching this and obviously is not happy about it. But, directly uh, at it, yeah. Yeah, well, the best part is Caitlin because, I, I mean, having, you know, been married for a while and having been in those situations where you're, like, sitting with the spouse of a friend, the, the spouse <laughs> of whoever's your spouse, and like, I have no idea what to fucking say to you. 
So, <laughs> you're really just sitting there, just like, so, uh, no. so your no. husband, your husband was was freak. Yeah, your husband <laughs> likes to squeeze on some titties, huh? Yeah, I mean, what do you say? It just, you really just have to listen and look. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Robert whores and drinks too much. Remember that because it will become important later. Um, we shift to outside uh, Jon Snow. And that's, and that's another thing about this show, too, Brother Reavers, that as we talked about this on other podcasts, that you're like, yeah, like somebody will show up and then they, you don't see them for a very long time. Now, as the show goes on, they'll show up in an episode. Then you might not see them for multiple episodes. But in this one, like John was so important in the first 15 minutes. And then for 35 minutes, you don't see yeah. him. Like, you just don't. Yeah. And, and then, then the poster up. child rides into town. Uncle Benjamin yeah. runs in. Uncle Benjamin, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's another thing, too. Uncle Benjamin, who comes in while um, John is outside. Benjen Stark. You know, mm-hmm. Yes. Mad. This, yeah, this is uh, Ned's brother. He is a, uh, like, one of the major people at the wall. And right. he comes He's in. And John, yeah, John is very close to Uncle Benjamin. And he's you know, wants to go to the wall. John wants to go to the wall. He's like, oh, I want to go to the wall. It's like, well, you got to give up so much. You don't understand what that means. He's just like, you know, he wants out of there because he's really tired of being like, the, everybody calling him a bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, funny and Uncle Ben is like, well, that's cool, but I'm just trying to pick out the milk carton I'm going to sit on for the next five years. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an unintentional spoiler, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. that does become very important later. It was like, oh, man. That that was the – this is an inside joke for y'all. That is the ultimate freaking Ricky Morton hot tag right there uh, when he does come back. <laughs> <laughs> because, damn. All right. So, yeah, so he comes – yeah, Uncle Benjamin's there. He's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go in there and talk to my brother, you know. And he's like, you know, if you tell my – if you tell – dad father that he want me to go to the wall i can get a chance to go to the wall but he's like i'm gonna go talk to him but not about necessarily that and then now we have this scene where john snow meets Tyrion lannister now again knowing what we know now this is a very important scene because these two are going to have interactions essentially over the course of the entire series very important interactions with one another and basically, he was saying, uh, Tyrion tells him, if you're going to be a bastard, be a bastard. Yeah. You know, he puts about no 47 tent. bastards on him in this yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he belongs. Yeah. 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 I think, actually, as I, I was watching this the first time, I think my text to y'all was like, hey, man, I ain't going to beat you no more bastards. Uh, <laughs> <because> <laughs> after a point, man, you got you got that chill on calling me a bastard. I know what y'all is the point you're trying to make, but you got chill on calling me that. Um, but yeah, this is a super important meeting between the two, and you kind of look at them now because John looks so young because he got you know sheared yeah. and everything for when the queen came, and then Tyrion looks super young too, you know, because he hasn't been all battle scarred, which he's going to become later. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a super important scene. Um. Yeah. So that, I don't yeah, think okay. they were still trying to figure out how to make him look blonde at that point in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had some production issues like coming up yeah. with the Tyrion look. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the scene at it the whorehouse. Yeah, at the scene at the whorehouse, it was like so weird because the that's a like an up angle shot coming from him, and he's just like standing there, and he's got this goofy look on his face. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, like, his face is so weird and his hair is so weird. Even when he comes back yeah. to that scene when he's talking to John, it's like he looks like a completely different person. So, um, yeah. All right. So there's that. And then at the end of the evening when John um, or everybody's retired, Caitlin and Ned are sharing a moment of, you know, of well, husband and wife. So, uh, so I, I got it on right now. There's a, there's a fan. Well, there's so you skip two scenes, I think. Exactly. And one of them's great. Um, one of them is uh, the encounter between Jamie and Ned. Yeah, I had it there. I, I missed right. it. I, I, I had it somewhere. Yes, I did have it. Go and ahead. then the other is Cersei meets Sansa for the first time. That's not so great. But <laughs> yeah, here's where you, here's where you get like this is where you get like oh Cersei's a, yeah Cersei's kind of mm. fucked up. And then you, yeah. you start to see like how Caitlyn is having to integrate into this world. Like she would have been perfectly fine in the North. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, Cersei's like, uh, Hey, you look good. I like your dress and all. So you had your period yet? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. It just kind of stops the conversation. <laughs> yeah. She looked at her mom. Like, how am I supposed to answer this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mom's like, well, she asked you. No. Is it all right? <laughs> <laughs> Like no, you were anxious. You were all anxious. Go ahead and answer. Yeah, and yeah, and I think I don't know if we mentioned this too. Is like you know, Sansa wants to be the queen. Like you know, yeah, that's oh, totally. more yeah. than anything as of her life. That's what she wants yeah. to be is the queen. Yeah, she and wants to be a princess. That, yeah, yeah, and kind of thinking about that, that kind of plays itself out later on too. When and she goes away. from that yeah. scene to then getting I fucked by um by Joffrey again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with no dialogue completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But right. then the the, so, the the best scene though is when uh like Ned is trying to act like Jamie doesn't even exist and Jamie mm-hmm. like walks up right in his face and he's like, Hey, I yeah. can't wait. Can't wait till you come down, you know, we gotta have like a tournament and, and mm-hmm. Ned's like, Yeah, I don't I don't fight in tournaments. I don't, I don't do that and Ned's like or and Jamie's like, So, you know, what's up that? And he's like, Well, I don't fight in tournaments because I don't want people that I might have to fight someday to know how I fight. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, just the 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 whole thing with like, I mean, you don't even they don't even touch on it, but you can just tell like how much like Ned hates 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 Jamie, and it's just because yeah. honor is everything for uh for Ned, and Jamie's honor is just irrevocably yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah, they haven't explained why yet, but yeah, it's, it's very apparent he does not like him at all. No, uh, I don't want to spoil it. It'll come up, but nah, um, don't yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I, it, yeah, it will. But later, okay. So yes, I, I'm, and I did skip those two. I did have the thing about uh, about her and her period on here. <laughs> I did have that. <laughs> um, all right, oh, have you so bled now, yet? Uh, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Kind of personal, uh, dude. Yeah. Um, who, uh, so a, a writer, I don't know if it was a writer or a raven brings other news. Raven. Um, a raven. raven. Bring, okay, so the raven, the, the mail is delivered. The raven brings news. Um, it's kind of funny, like, that uh, uh, his other handmaiden knocks on, like, the door. Like, oh, it's such and such. I'm like, man, what was in here fucking? Like, are you going to answer that door right now? Like, send me, man. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, so he comes in and it's news from the the Erie. Uh, Caitlin's sister has sent a, a raven to say that hey, um, John Aaron was not—he didn't just die from the fever; he was killed, and a Lannister mm-hmm. killed him. 
and we don't know which one killed him or anything like that. Ned is like, uh, or Caitlin's like, this is now you definitely cannot be the hand because the last hand got killed, so you shouldn't do that. Um, his handmaiden dude is like, what's that dude's name? That's I think that's Maester Lewin. Okay, Maester he's Lewin. the maester. Who are those? Are the scholars and medi- they're the doctors and whatever. And generally, right. there's one assigned to each like king. Okay, but there's a yeah, great okay. scene here where they're like almost like angel and devil. The way they frame the shot, there's like one over each one of Ned's shoulder. Ned doesn't say one thing, but they're talking <laughs> about like his duty to Winterfell and his duty yeah. to, to the king. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you know, and yeah, and the guy's like, "Well, you had an, you know, you took an oath, you know, to the king." And Caitlin's like, "Well, I don't want you to, you know, leave our family or whatever. You know, this is a big deal." And, um, but you all know that Ned's going to do it because he's, you know, I, I think the line from the maester is, well, who can protect the king if you can't, yeah. you know, yeah, nobody's right. going to be able to protect him. And you can see it kind of play across Ned's face. Like, you know, mm-hmm. well, I guess that's true. I have yeah, to, not- you know, I have to go to Winterfell. And I think it plays across Caitlin's face as well. It's like, man, he's going to go. She knows. Um, yeah, yeah, she knows. knows. Yeah. You know, he's she an honorable knows. man. And he's always got, he's always got to bend to the honor. Which is all, yeah. it's all kind of sad when you think about it, knowing what we know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know that it's the the outcomes never in doubt, right? So the other scene shifts back to uh, Pentros, Pentos, and uh, they're all <laughs> this the wedding party, and everybody's bringing uh, frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get to that a little bit, but yeah, they're bringing frankincense and myrrh and gold uh, to, the, to the wedding and drop them off. Because I'm watching everybody drop off stuff and like, yeah, here's some snakes and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, snakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, put it next to the grill where we're cooking up the rice. <laughs> yeah. Right. I thought that to- I thought the toaster was bad taste, but yeah, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so they're all bringing their gifts, and essentially, there's two things. Brother Beavers brought this up about the Dothraki. Um, uh, they be that they be wild and yeah. If we talk oh, about wild this on a different podcast, yeah, wild and out. Uh, that we talk about this on a different podcast. It's like you know, I hate the fact that they made like the darker skinned people like savages and wild people. But I'm gonna get over it right now. There's that. But then there's also this other scene too, where it ends. Where well, two things. One, one of the gifts is dragon eggs, and mm. you know, like, and uh-huh. supposedly they've been petrified, and you know, it's just a gift from somebody. We also get introduced to uh, Jorah of Jorah the Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, who's going to be very important as we go through. Uh, you also see, you know, this kind of weird father-daughter relationship. You can see it build like very briefly in their interactions with one another as he brings us to mm-hmm. now. When we start to refer to Daenerys, we're also going to be referring to her as the Khaleesi. Um, mm-hmm. So Daenerys, Khaleesi, those are really the same person. And then. After all the presentations, we get ready for what I call the rape walk. Um, you know, Cal uh, Drago yeah. is watching this play out. You know, everybody's having fun. They're dancing. They're fighting. They're, you know, every, it's just a really wild, like-ish scene. And then, but near at the end, he's just like, I'm done, you know, and let's go. Time to go, you know, consummate the marriage in a rape. Now, there are people who, like, you know, love this show, but, are concerned about a lot of the uh, the misogyny to it, and they're not wrong. I mean, there are parts yeah. of the show that are uh, a little bit off well, in that regard. Well, I, mean, I mean, let's let's think about like at the time when this was coming out. Like, I don't know if this is in the Ray Rice era, but mm-hmm. 
there was a period where everyone was up in arms about violence toward women. Right. And that mm-hmm. never reached a conclusion. And here mm-hmm. we are today, everyone's up in arms about violence against women in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Or not violence, right. but sexual, you know, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and even he, the actor that plays Cal Drago, I think it was a few years ago at Comic-Con, you know, he made like, oh, yeah, I love this show. You get to, you know, whatever, and rape women. And then people are like, ah. Yeah. 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 You get to that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, it is a part of the show. So if you're sensitive to those types of issues, you know, you're going to wince for this show. I mean, there are moments where you're going to be like, uh, that's not really cool. And, you know, but it's kind of one of those things where it doesn't take away the overall good of the show, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's problematic in its points. But, yes, so there is the rape walk. And uh, Daenerys, uh, I mean, she gets raped. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase that without laughing, you know. Uh, she yeah. asks him if he speaks the common tongue. He says no. Do you nope. know any other words besides no? Nope. Nope. And, you know, he undresses her and bends her over. Ironically, in this case, no does not mean no. Yeah, no. Not at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely not. Mm. Yeah, so it's been, it, I mean, it, you know, I, yeah, it is what it is. Okay. So I don't want to dwell on that too much, but it is an issue. All right. So the last scene of the of episode one is, and I, I forgot to put the subtitle on this episode as, um, uh, the subtitle is The Things I Do for Love. Um, so <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, what, uh, a scene oh, wait, the, there is one great, there is one great part before the rape. He gives her a present and she's like, he gives her this horse and she's like, oh, yes. what's the dumb yeah. racky word for thank you? And yeah, Dora's there like, is, there is no, there's no, no word. word. Yeah, there is no <laughs> and maybe, yeah, and maybe at that moment we probably should have known. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, definitely turned into black movie theater. Bitch, you Oh So, so yeah, so back in Winterfell. Um, uh, I'm completely lost now. Yeah, back in Winterfell, Bran is still there. He remember he is one of the Stark children. He likes to climb on stuff, and this happened in one of the earlier episodes. He's the first one to see the king's um like entourage and everybody coming because he's on top of the castle and he sees them, you know, from however far away. And he runs from the top of the castle to the bottom of the castle. His mom catches him. Like how many times have I told you no climbing in the house? And mm-hmm. He's, you know, okay, no, promise me no more climbing. Okay, fine. And so Robert, Ned, all the boys, they're going out on a hunt to hunt boar and drink. Mm-hmm. And so he's left there because he's only 10 years old. And so his mom is away as well. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go climb. And so he starts climbing up the castle again. And he climbs and then he comes across. He hears something. like He hears like moaning and groaning. And so he starts to climb towards the sound. And then when he gets towards the sound, he sees in a scene, really, I mean, you see two people fucking, um, you don't see the woman's face, you really don't see the The man's face at first. Just to be clear. Yeah. But, huh? What did you say? Doggy style, yes. Dire wolf style. Dire wolf style. (laughs) 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 Ouch. So, um, yeah, and so when you see them, like, when her face comes up, you see that it's Circe, the queen, 
and she's having sex with her twin brother, Jamie Lannister. Ew. Yeah, ew is right. Yeah. Yeah. Incest is a part of this show, um, more than you know. Uh, Very much, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Bran sees it, and he uh, automatically recognizes immediately that this is a problem. And then Cersei sees him, and then she recognizes that that's a problem. Now, that should also have been, run, bitch, run. Like, Bran doesn't run. He gets kind of caught yeah. up because he's dumbfounded, I guess, you know, kind of a train. Yeah, you know, shocked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shocked. Yeah. And um, so Jamie gets a chance to get, you know, um, like close to him and gets his hands on him. And, you know, it, it, again, and I think this is something Brother Beavis mentioned on one of our other podcasts. Like, you know, this is this is a moment where you like, okay, this is a show that's nothing like anything that's on television. <laughs> and because you're thinking like, okay, well, he's gonna, you know, threaten him. I don't know. I mean, he could have cut his tongue out. You know, like he could have done something. And yeah. he asked him like, hey, how old are you? Oh, okay, cool, cool. You know, well, you know, whatever. And then he goes, he drops the line. He goes, the things I do for love. And he pushes this ten year old out the window. And you see him yeah. falling and dropping. And then roll, you know, black screen roll credit. And that's, how the, yeah, and that's how the, the episode ends. And wow. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Shock. Yeah. <laughs> because, and, because think about it. In those two or three minutes, you go from, oh, shit, the, twi- the twins are fucking, and you just ki- you killed a little 10-year-old or possibly killed a little 10-year-old. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. happen on television, like, at all. This is no. nothing. And it's just a great kind of ending like oh crap i can't believe this type of scene and boom that's it that's episode one so wow <laughs> one of the one of the the carryovers from the other podcast is you know who won the week so <laughs> one, who do you think wins week one the fan man who wins the week for week one? Oh man um probably the lannisters <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's just, I'd probably have to think about it, but I mean, they, that ending, man. If you weren't hooked by everything else you've seen already, mm-hmm. guess what? You coming back for more after that ending? So uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I got to give it to the, the Lannisters as much as I hate them. <laughs> they keep right. coming back, brother Davis. Who wins the week? I I think uh, the whole race you conversation can't. aside, I'll give it to Cal Drogo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. I mean, his presence, uh, the way they set him up, how much he does with so little dialogue. I guess mm. I can say the same thing about Joffrey, but I will choose not to. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they they establish him. I would also say like Robert kind of like rolls in the Fat King. Uh, you know, sort of does everything he wants, gets his way about everything. I think he's mm. in contention too, but I think they set up Cal Drogo as. Uh, you know, a really powerful. A badass. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think. I mean, those are all good. I guess choices too. I, I my thought process originally was like, I don't know if anybody really wins this week. Yeah. Um, yeah because it's just such an introduction, you know. Uh, and and I'm trying to like, okay, who wins the week? Not knowing what's going to happen in the future, like that's the mm-hmm. hardest part. You know what right. I mean? So I'm like, ah, uh, well. I mean, John comes off really great in this episode. Um, Ned comes off great in this episode. I mean, nothing bad happens to Tyrion. Yeah, nothing bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, here had a great game. Said. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got all the stuff that he got to do. You know, yeah, I mean, too. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. and really, and in theory, you could call you could call Jamie a winner. You really could because oh, no. you know he's gotten a chance to one get inside the head of the new hand, and two, you know, he eliminated some. At least he, you know, he eliminated the person who's going to tell on him. You know, in more ways than one. Yep. You know, two people. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, my 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 inclination is to give it to Ned. Because you get a chance to see, you know, him in really all of his glory. Again, not knowing anything about what might happen in the future. So, all right. I think the amazing thing, too, is how much storytelling they do, and yet it still feels eventful. I mean, right. it, 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 yeah. it does. Yeah. I mean, the pacing is slow. There's lots of scenes without dialogue. It's very mm-hmm. deliberate. But mm-hmm. this still feels eventful. It still feels like something's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Okay. So who loses the week then? Bram. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Old boy from the wall. Yeah, yeah, he didn't win. Yeah, he definitely had a Ashley Larry like, from yeah. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That yeah. that wildling family at the beginning didn't win the week either. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got. Yeah. Nothing good happened for them. Uh, just to be all nameless and stuff. Um. Yeah. I. I yeah, I mean, like I said, that's, that's kind of tough because it's really hard to, like, kind of say who you want without knowing what happens. Like, well, I can pick this person because I know what's going to happen later. So I know it's kind of difficult. All right, so the last part of that is what would you rate the episode? Um, one through ten, what would you give this episode, Brother Beavis? i give it absolutely a ten. And okay. I think it's just, like I said, it's even without – even without future knowledge, I think mm-hmm. it, it's just so, it's something like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And the shock of the introduction mm-hmm. and the hard cut mm-hmm. from that, the subtle, you know, the, the way they introduce all the characters in a meaningful way, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. set you up for like, they, they're just hitting you with like these Scooby-Doo mystery after a Scooby-Doo mystery <laughs> and, and hitting you with a cliffhanger. It's just, it's an amazing, like, I, I really do think that it was like, hey, we may not get to make this. We better make sure this is a good one. I think that there was a lot that went in to make this, you know, absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. I think it's yeah. I think I give it 10. Yeah, and that's a good call about the, we, we might not get another shot, so we might as well just throw it all, you know, go balls yeah. to the wall and, you know, to put everything that we want to put in it just in case it doesn't work. All right, Sam, yeah. what would you give it as yeah, a, I don't think, yeah, I don't see how you could not give this a 10. I mean, uh, just kind of back up what Beavis said. Think about all the characters that they successfully not only introduced in this, but hooked you into wanting to come back to find out more about it, more about the history of this world, um, to see, like, how these things are going to play out, you know, the characters they, they introduced as far as, like, well, okay, well, that's a hero, well, that's a villain, you know, well, I don't know what he's going to be, but, you know, you want to, you really want to come back and find out because this, mm-hmm. this show is just interesting to the max degree. I mean, you just, the first time I saw it, I was like, well, guess I got to make time to watch this shit now because I got to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is a chance, man. There's no other way around that. And that was the hard part for me is like, because that was one of the questions I kept asking you guys, like wh- what was it that grabbed you? Because I had already, I think I was three books in and when this show came out or maybe four at least. 
So I knew a lot of it going in. And for me, it was just like, man, I can't believe that, you know, something that I enjoyed is being made on such a scale. And you know, the HBO shows are just done with like such quality. Yeah. Really well. So, you know, I had guilty knowledge going in, so it was awesome. But yeah, I, I really think if, even if you don't know anything, this just grabs you in so many ways. It's, it's hard to like, I've seen a lot of shows where I watch them like, eh, it was all right. I may watch it. There's no way you're not watching the, the next episode right. of this. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, think about how episode one ends, you know, not just the freaking incestual doggy style scene. Like, oh, crap, what's going to happen to that little kid? You know, like little kids oh, yeah. don't get hurt and killed in TV shows. They just don't do it because this is not good TV. No. People don't like to see children get hurt. Well, no, not this show. Not yeah, you know, you know, very early on. Yeah, what what this what this uh, uh, series is going to be? Yeah, no so like, yeah. So how's this going to turn out? Like, you see this kid dropping. It's like, oh well, I at least need to figure out what happened to this little boy. Yeah, you know? exactly. But then, then you start to back up. And it's like, hold up! Like the king is at uh, the queen is sleeping with her brother. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, and again, there's a, a gross part of that. That don't get me wrong, there is. But there's also a, like, okay, there's that's pretty dramatic, and I want to know how this is going to turn out. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I, I'd have to give an opinion. You know, pilot episodes for shows are always kind of shaky because you never really know because um, they're trying to cram so much into one episode. This has done it perfectly. It gives you a little bit of everything. You could watch this one episode and then maybe miss an episode. But you would if you have you had a good grasp of it, you could still probably try to pick it up a little bit. Like, oh, I remember that dude. Oh, that, again, I you know what I mean. Like they laid such a foundation that you might be able to pick it up even if you missed an episode. Maybe not too many though, but you would yeah, be able to pick many. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's episode one recap. And again, we're gonna go through. Uh, what is it? I think season one is ten episodes. So we'll go through all of season one episode by episode. And, you know, again, we'll try to not spoil too much. It, it gets difficult. Trust us. It does get yeah. difficult to get through. <laughs> it's um, going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge to not give you too many spoilers. But I think if you watch an episode and you go back and watch and listen to this podcast, you're like, oh, okay, like I have, an, I have a good idea about who is what. And then when you get to episode two, you'll have a better idea. You won't be, you know, completely lost like I was. I was completely lost. Was, I was just getting the main points. I definitely was, you know, the details were completely missed on me. A lot of the main, uh, huge details that we played out in the last season. I'm like, oh, oh. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of, yeah. lot of aha moments that played out later. Okay. All right. So that'll wrap up uh, episode one of uh, I Know What You Did Last Winter. Great name, by the way. And, all right, <laughs> so you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, it'll be a part of the Brothers Comics um podcasting network you find a lot of shows on there brothers comics podcast the marvel hacks which these gentlemen are a part of uh the intersection the unmasked podcast um and i got one more in the in the in the in the holster there that i'm waiting for these guys to come up i can't really talk about it yet but yes yeah, so lots of lots of good things going on brothers comics so again you can find us at uh, brotherscomics.com you can find me on facebook at brothers comics you can find me on twitter at brothers comics you can find me on instagram at brothers comics you can find Sandman at Sandman415415, right? Yeah. On Twitter, yes. 
Twitter. Twitter. So yeah, and uh, Brother Beavis is in the ether on the social media stuff. So don't worry about it. If you need him, find me. All right, all right. So I'm gonna wrap this up, and as uh, the Game of Thrones takes us out, uh, Sandman, sign off. All right, y'all. We will see you next time. See you. All right, <laughs> Brother Beavis, sign off, my friend. All right, I'll catch you next winter. That's right. <laughs> winter be long, man. Winter be coming. long. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. We'll be back. Yeah, winter is coming. coming. That's going to come up in a different podcast, too, by the way. This winter is coming part. And, and Ned does drop that in this episode um, twice. And him and Benja now, you know, kind of have a little line about it. Almost as if it's a joke, but it's not. Like a serious joke. So, all right. So yes, winter is coming. Uh, the podcast is I Know What You Did Last Winter. Uh, again, rate, review, subscribe. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. Peace. Peace.